check. One, two, check. Is this thing even fucking on? Welcome to the Unfuck Your Mind podcast. I am your host, Amanda Steele, and I am going to be chatting with you about everything from infidelity and blending families, how I rediscovered my authentic self, being a mom and ditching all the security I had to create a life I never wanted to vacation from. I'm going to talk with some incredible women about their journeys through womanhood, and I'm going to be weaving in questions and tools that will help you begin to unfuck your own mind. I would love to help you rediscover your imagination and find joy again. I'm going to get vulnerable and share some personal stories of my past that have helped me come back to my rooted self. Also, this is your warning. This podcast is going to be spicy. I'm going to cuss and maybe even say things that trigger you. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. My mission for this podcast is to help women feel aligned with their desires connected with community and empowered to share their stories. Are you ready? Amazing. Let's fucking dive in. Hello, my friends. I hope you are having a great day. I am just having a relaxing Sunday and decided to sit down and record this podcast. For the most part, I am very, very intentional about when I'm going to focus on work and when I'm going to have downtime. It's important for me to schedule in downtime or I have a habit of working constantly. Scheduled time off for me doesn't look like having weekends off usually. And if I'm being fully transparent, I really love what I do. So work doesn't always feel like work. One of the things that has been interesting for me over the past week, week and a half, is that I have been feeling some low-level anxiety on and off, which is quite unusual for me these days. My brain has had some things it's been working through, and I just haven't been able to coach myself to a new thought that felt better yet. So I've just been allowing the anxiety to come along for the ride. And this is reminding me of what an important lesson this is. So that is actually what I want to teach you guys today. This is one of those lessons that you may want to save and download and listen to probably like a thousand fucking times. Because just when we think we have a grasp on this lesson, we have a tendency to need to hear it again. You will learn it for one day. And then the next time you have a negative emotion, you will have forgotten it. So what I see with a lot of my clients, and I remember this even with myself when I first discovered thought work, and like even occasionally now, that when I first discovered thought work, I'd been so anxious and feeling so insecure in the new life that I was facing. I was so desperate to feel better. And thought work offered me a way to feel better. And that is, that is what I wanted to do. So I got really, really good at changing my thoughts to thoughts that felt better. What I did not get, get as good at at first was allowing negative emotion to exist in my body without resisting and trying to change it. So I had spent years trying to get away from and get rid of my negative emotions. And at first, 
I used thought work as a tool to do the same thing. Now, it was a better tool than pizza or shopping had been for changing negative emotions because while pizza is delicious and shopping can be, can be fun, they don't actually change your feelings and they certainly don't change your thoughts. So they don't actually work for the intended purpose. And changing my thoughts often did work. So it was for sure a step in the right direction. But it wasn't always a solution because sometimes we aren't able to change a thought immediately. And this can be especially challenging for those of us who are good at changing thoughts. I see this often with my clients. Some of them take to changing thoughts like a duck to water. They are always wanting to change their thought right away. They always want to rush to change their thought, but sometimes that is impossible. And there is a couple reasons that can happen. Sometimes we haven't figured out what the thought causing the emotion is, still opaque to us, even if we've done a thought download like we are supposed to do and we have written it all down, but like nothing we write down seems like it's quite it. We have worked through all of those thoughts and we are able to shift everything we wrote down and yet we still have the feeling, right? So it's like we haven't quite figured out what is going on. Sometimes I think we have figured out what the thought causing the emotion is, but we still just really believe the thought. We want to change it, but we can't believe anything new yet. Now, that's really different from knowing the thought and choosing it on purpose. When we choose a thought that creates a negative emotion on purpose, like, I don't even like the word negative in this context. Just, you know, if we want to feel sad when somebody passes away, for instance, that's not a problem. So that's not what I'm talking about in this episode. I'm not talking about when you choose to have a negative thought and feeling on purpose. I'm talking about when you know it's a thought causing your suffering and you would rather not be suffering but you really believe the thought still, right? So you feel caught in that place where you see that it's a thought. You understand that intellectually, at least. You don't want to feel the way you feel, but you are not able to change the thought because you still really believe it. You believe that it's true and you think you can't imagine what else you would think. So. Sometimes we can see the thought, but we are not able to change it yet. Sometimes we do have a new thought that we are practicing. So we are like, you know, not knowing what the thought is, is level one, seeing the thought, but not being able to believe it or believe anything else is level two. And then level three, sometimes we have a new thought, we are practicing we are getting some relief there, but we also still believe the old thought. And so we have these moments of relief, but then we also have these periods of suffering 
because we are working on retraining our brain's automatic thought patterns. But the old ones are still so comfortable, right? So it's like trying to climb up a hill and we keep sliding down. And then we try to climb up again and we slide down a little bit and we are making progress overall from where we started to where we are, but it's not linear. So those are kind of the three situations, I think, in which we see that there is a thought at play and we may or may not know what it is, but we can't change it yet. I like to call this experience of knowing a thought causes your feelings, but not being ready or able to change it, being on the struggle bus. And here's why I like calling it the struggle bus. I think that the idea of the struggle bus acknowledges that you are in a struggle and that's okay. So often we think we shouldn't be struggling. If we are feeling challenged and stretched and things seem hard and we only are sometimes able to think or do what we want, we think something's gone wrong. But it's okay to struggle with new concepts. It's okay to find it challenging, right? It's okay to find it difficult to change your thought patterns. It's supposed to be challenging. That's part of the deal. That's why most of the world doesn't do it. It is hard to think on purpose compared to thinking not on purpose. It's hard in different ways. Thinking not on purpose is hard in that it's exhausting and relentless and you feel terrible. Thinking on purpose is hard because you have to use brain energy and your brain doesn't want to. And you have always thought the way you thought. It's a new skill, right? So the struggle is part of the deal. It's just part of the journey. And thinking of being on the struggle bus helps me remember that I'm supposed to be struggling with it, right? I'm trying to take a well-worn groove in my brain and redirect the river to create a new riverbed, kind of like trying to redirect the Grand Canyon. So of course there's going to be struggles. The other reason I like the term struggle bus is because a bus is moving. A bus goes somewhere. You may be struggling, but you're still moving. And one of the things I see so often in my clients is that they are desperate to change their feeling. And so they try to rush the process. They aren't willing to sit back and take a ride on the struggle bus. They think that being willing to be on the bus and willing to be with their negative emotions means that they are sitting still or that they are backsliding or that something has gone wrong. But I want you to think about this. A bus is moving. Even if all of the people on the bus are struggling, you can still get places even if you are feeling negative emotions. If you're willing to just be a person who is on the struggle bus sometimes, you can actually get somewhere on that bus even while you are struggling. It doesn't mean struggling against the emotion or believing that it shouldn't be there. It means letting the emotion hop on your back and taking it on the bus with you, right? This is the bus where everyone has a little struggle and a little leash that they are taking along for the ride. 
So it's important to be willing to take the struggle bus around town. Let me tell you, the, fir the first is that negative emotion is a part of life. It always will be. If you are constantly resisting it and trying to rush away from it, you're going to spend a lot of your life in resistance, which feels terrible, right? Byron Katie says, when you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time. <laughs> so when you are resisting and you think negative emotions shouldn't be there, you're not willing to get on the struggle bus or... Really, the truth is you're already on the struggle bus. You're just not willing to see that you're on the bus and accept it. You're creating so much resistance. It's exhausting. It's such a waste of energy. And you really can't get much done if you're in resistance. And you can't get much done if you're only willing to take action when you don't have any negative emotions. So. I see both things happen, right? I see my clients be in resistance and that paralyzes them, exhausts them, drains their energy. Or I see my clients say to themselves, I'm having a negative emotion, so I just need to allow it. But what they're really doing is wallowing in it, right? They are like, oh, I have a negative emotion, so I can't do my work today because I just need to feel this negative emotion. And that is not a way to get your shit done, right? Or to get anything done in life. You want to be able to allow the emotion, but still do what you need to do. That's why the struggle bus is a bus and not a struggle seat. It's not stationary. It's not a struggle chair on the sidewalk. It's a struggle bus. We get on the bus. We take the struggle with us. It's okay. We're still going somewhere. We are still going to be able to get through our day. We are still going to be able to do whatever we need to do. So we are allowing that emotion to be there with us. And you're always going to have times of negative emotion. Okay, so when I work with clients, new clients who are really good at changing their thoughts, so that's why they love thought work, and then they usually end up deciding to become to become mentors or coaches themselves. Sometimes they have a really hard time not just changing the thought right away. They don't want to sit with the negative emotion and they don't see why they should because they are always able to change their thought. So what I say to them is maybe so far, but there's going to come a time when you are not able to change the thought, no matter who you are. You are going to have, an ex have to experience a negative emotion where you can't change the thought right away and you're going to wish that you had practiced allowing negative emotion and developing the tools to cope with it. Because if you are always rushing to change your thought and you're not willing to be present with your experience, it's going to bite you in the ass at some point. So that is reason number one, that it's important to be willing to be on the struggle bus is that negative emotions are part of life. And the sooner we get comfortable with that, the better. The second is that it's actually the willingness to be present on the struggle bus that allows you to eventually change the thought to get off the bus. So it's like you imagine we're on the bus and we're like, 
no, I hate this bus. I don't want to be here. I want off the bus. And we're like throwing a temper tantrum on the floor of the bus and we totally miss our stop because we're in such denial and resistance about being on the bus or we just pretend we are not on the bus. We're in denial and we're like, I'm not on the bus. Meanwhile, the bus is taking us way past where we need to go because we're pretending we're not on the bus. Being willing to be on the struggle bus and be aware and present and stay with your experience is how you actually get the ability to eventually get off the bus. You can see when your stop is coming up and you can just get off. In modern society, we are so flooded with ways to escape our feelings and thoughts. But when you are constantly stimulating yourself with things like alcohol or food or shopping or Netflix, you never get the chance to let your brain work. I like to think about professionals or endeavors where people think about problems. So think about a theoretical mathematician, right? Or a physicist. They will work on a problem for years. They will have some problem that they are trying to understand and they will work on it for decades even, or artists will work on creative problems for a long time. It's not a problem in the sense that something has gone wrong, right? That's not what problem means in this context. A problem is just something you don't understand yet and you're trying to understand and your brain needs some space to work on complex problems, right? No one ever came up with a Nobel Prize winning theory while watching Netflix and drinking an entire bottle of wine at the same time. Your brain needs space and time to puzzle over complex problems. Now, this is so important. I want to be really clear. This has nothing to do with making decisions or figuring out right answers. That's, that is not what I'm talking about here. Okay, this is not in conflict with everything I teach. There are no right answers to what you should do or how to think. You should not sit around puzzling over decisions, telling yourself you have to contemplate a decision for 10 years like you're a physicist. We are not talking about making decisions or believing there is a right answer to things. What we are talking about is when you don't have total clarity on what's going on in your brain, the problem is your own thought process. That's what you're trying to understand better. It's really more like a creative process. Sometimes when you are experiencing a lot of negative emotion and you can't figure out why, you need to give your brain some space to play with the problem, right? To look at it from different angles, turn it inside out, try on different hypotheses, try on some different thoughts, see what happens, right? Create a space for your brain to get some clarity and tell you what's going on. It's very different from oh, well, I think this and I think that and I can't decide what decision to make. So I'm just going to think about it forever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you are having a lot of negative emotion that you can't really sort through being and being willing to sit with it and give your brain some space to think about what's going on. And, so, and some of which may even be subconscious. 
And I think the final transformation is when you can come to enjoy that process. When you are stressed or resisting negative emotion, you are creating cortisol and other stress hormones in your body. And those actually inhibit creative thinking and problem solving, right? Just think about it. Humans didn't invent the wheel while they were being chased by a lion that was trying to eat them, right? They came up with the wheel when they were safe in a cave and they had some time to think and play with the prototypes, right? They now may have been thinking after running away from the lion, I wish we had a way to move faster, but they didn't come up with the idea of the wheel while they were running and feeling terrified. So if you're willing to be on the struggle bus, you give your brain some time to play with a question and figure out the answer. And if you're willing to stay present with it, you will see your stop when it's time to get off. As opposed to having your eyes closed and drinking wine, you know, listening to music and trying to distract yourself so you miss your stop or throwing a tantrum and missing your stop. So the next time you are resisting your negative emotion and you're thinking something has gone wrong because you can't change a thought yet, I want you to consider that this might be an invitation to even deeper work. What if you can't change that thought yet because it requires a whole new level of awareness that you need to create or unlock within yourself? And what if the only way to get to that next level is to be willing to be in the level you're on right now? You have to ride the struggle bus to get to the high-speed train. But if you can just relax and allow the process, the struggle is not so bad and it can actually be beautiful in its own way because it means you're going somewhere amazing. You just don't know where yet and that's okay. So have a great week, my friends. If this episode spoke to you, then please go ahead, subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss an episode. I would be forever grateful if you left me a review as well. Please share in your social when you're listening and tuning in. I will also share back on my stories as well. And listen, if the struggle bus is where you are and you're wanting to get to know more people like you, then join my email list because I will be launching a membership community in April called Unfucked On Demand, a membership designed to give you the one-on-one mentoring connection you want and a community to be a part of. I will be looking for founding members soon and giving a deep discount for those to jump in. That wraps up this episode. So... Go and be fucking amazing today.